back to the Sportsway Podcast. I know this for you guys this probably seems like a miracle that we're back this soon, but we are. Uh, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Christian Mott. And uh, we got another episode for you guys lined up today. A little bit of a shorter one. Uh, we did one last Wednesday. Check out Only Pay Players That Can Play. And uh, that was a recent episode, but uh, I'll stop talking and let's get right to the episode. Right now, for those of you who are new, we start off with JFK's Topic of the Day. So for JFK's Topic of the Day, is I take a moment to say what I thought uh, the best sports thing of the day was. And I got to say, um, it's a little bit off-related. And Christian, you might laugh at me for this because I told you it earlier. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, his movie Rise came out today on Disney+. Plus. Uh, check that out. Uh, the name is Rise, and it says about how the end of the Kumpos, uh, Giannis was, uh, they were illegal immigrants coming into Greece. And then his uh, path, he was originally a soccer player, but then picked up, uh, and then they had a flyer for basketball tryouts when he was 13. And he and Thanasis uh, went to try out, and that's how he started playing basketball. Uh, so very, uh, very good story for, uh, and everything. So check that out. And then it also says his journey to the draft. Check if you're a basketball fan, a Giannis fan, a Bucks fan like I am. Uh, check that out. Uh, I'm gar- I guarantee you'll like it. So, uh, um, yeah, check that out. On uh, it's available on Disney Plus. Um, uh, if any of you want to watch, uh, I rec- I watch. It. It's a really it's good movie, and I recommend it to any Giannis fan, basketball fan, or Bucks fan. So, with that being said, that wraps up JFK's top of the day. Sure. And now for Mott's moment. I'm going to talk about um, Aaron, Aaron, Ju- uh, Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Even though I don't talk much about baseball, um, this is a pretty interesting topic because Aaron Judge, who's on, on track to have a very great season, he and the Yankees are coming sort of to a crossroads. On his contract for next on contract talks for his next for uh for next year, as they just avoided like I guess arbitration. I'm not even sure what that is, but the the Yankees had to pay him. I think finally had to pay him, uh this year. Night he had a one year nineteen million contract, uh nineteen million dollar contract, setting him up for uh him to be a free agent next year. And many insiders think that he's gonna. He's gonna demand like a, a huge con, like a Mike Trout type contract, and apparently the Yankees are not gonna be uh, so keen on paying that. And we may see Aaron Judge in a in another uniform uh, next year, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. As he, uh, uh, but that's looking into the future. Right now, I'm sure Aaron Judge is just focused on uh, winning a title, as the Yankees are one of the best teams in the MLB right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I didn't even know he was trying to get out of his contract. He's not trying to get out of his contract. He's just gonna next year. He's gonna he's going to be a free agent, and he want, he's gonna want a big one. Yeah, but that, that's very that's very interesting. Yes, I mean there are trade rumors he wanted out of New York, but I mean, but he's gonna be a free agent, so he can just go wherever he wants. I wonder if is, do you know if he's a restricted or unrestricted? Probably unrestricted. I don't think it's like that in baseball. Mhm. Okay. 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 Is that that wraps up your moment? Most moment. And before All we right. get into like the thing, which is gonna be the draft, I just want to mm-hmm. also say, uh, Chicago Bears linebacker Matt Adams was charged with a mis- misdemeanor firearm 
firearm possession today. He's a linebacker uh, with the Bears, like I did. Of course, and, it's the Bears linebacker. <laughs> he's a, he was arrested, so that's not good for his. It, so- it sounds it sounds like something a Bears player would do. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly look up if he's. A, it sounds something like what a linebacker would do, like Ray Lewis and all that stuff. Especially a Chicago Bears linebacker, something that a Bears player would do. What What do you have against Bears people, Fitz? I'm a Packer fan, man. It's a long It's a long rivalry. You had a rivalry right that, which you don't, you would understand. Um, I mean, it's like Yankees Red Sox. One team hates the other. You can't be both the Yankees and a Red Sox fan. They'll be like, oh. You you'd be you'd be killed by the team that you say you hate, and then um, same thing with Lakers and Celtics, and same thing with the Packers and the Bears. Especially since I'm a Packer fan, I would live all over you if you were both. Um, I don't but, think he's a starter though, so that's yeah. Not I've never heard his name before, so he's probably not yeah, a starter. Yeah, he's a backup unless he's going to. And we play and we play the Bears a lot. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, he pulled a Henry Ruggs and went 156 miles an hour down a, a street, which was the Ruggs, the Ruggs incident was so stupid because you're just like, what, why? Yeah. And now he ruined his life. Um, okay. So, all right, well, um, uh, not gonna. We're gonna. This episode is mostly talking about the draft, but uh, just want to bring up the topic that uh, Horton, um, Hornets uh, rehired uh, former coach Steve Clifford. Clifford was fired from the team after the 2018 season and uh, coached um, coached with the Orlando Magic until he was let go. Um, and now he winds up in uh, Charlotte after Kenny Atkinson, the Warriors assistant head coach was offered the job, and he took the job. But after they won the championship, he turned down the job. So, um, Kenny Why Atkinson was... Why got? Why ruin the good things that she got? That's what he's... I don't know. I think it, maybe maybe it's because they won the title. Yeah. But Mike, Brown's, Mike Brown didn't stay. He was He's still the coach of the Sacramento Kings. But I, I don't know. But... Atkinson is staying and Clifford is in. Christian, what do you think about this move by Charlotte? Because uh, he's co- he, uh, Steve Clifford coached Kemba Walker. Now he gets the chance to coach the Mellow Ball. What do you think? Uh, what do you think Clifford is going to have to adjust or maybe be the same from uh, from coaching Walker now to coaching the Mellow Ball? Mm, I'm sure. I don't know. I think. I think he's got to help uh, Lamelo Ball with his defense because that's probably a, a big chunk of his game that he's missing. He needs to. His defense his passing's pretty good. I don't think he's going to need to help him with hey, that. His passing's great for his natural. Um, but probably just defense. I don't know what else Lamelo Ball needs to work on. Maybe scoring, but I'm sure he's going to work on that in the offseason. Like yeah, probably ball. scoring. But all players work on that during the offseason, so it's whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I really think uh, this uh, this Clifford job might be um, because he, he was fired at the end of the 2017-18 season by Charlotte. Then he uh, 
Steve let Orlando, then he yeah. let Orlando, who is like garbage, to two playoffs, and then uh, Orlando, and then they traded away Vucevic, Fournier, and Gordon. Now they're kind of in rebuilding mode, so they let go of uh, they let go of him and brought in Jamal Mosley of uh, one of the assistant coaches of Dallas and Rick Carlisle. But Rick Carlisle wants Indiana, so now Jason Kidd's that head coach. But um, uh, I think I think I'm really happy for uh, Steve, and uh, I think he'll be good in Charlotte again. I think this I think this time is uh, what he's um, I think this time is going to be really really good for him. Why do you think they didn't hire Mike D'Antoni? Mike Dan, um, I'm I'm not sh- I don't know to be honest because I Should saw I- an article. Remember you saw the article on Bleacher Report a couple weeks ago. That Mike D'Antoni was interviewing Michael Jordan. Yeah. So I I I think also I think they should have hired him. Who D'Antoni? Yes. Because uh, um, I don't know. You went, I don't think you and Russell Westbrook would fit together. But, uh, yeah, Steve uh, Clifford is the head coach of the Hornets. So, all right, now moving on to the NBA draft. Uh, uh, how this is going to work is me and Christian are both going to go over uh, the top 10 picks. And since I'm a Bucks fan, I'll talk about the uh, the Bucks pick at 24. And since Christian is a Los Angeles Clipper fan, talk about the uh, Clippers pick at uh, 43. Um, so right now, let's uh, let's talk about the top 10 picks. Uh, we'll go and uh, we'll go in order. So uh, with the tw- first pick. Magic selected Paolo Banchero out of Duke. Christian, what do you think about this selection by Orlando? Because, I mean, everybody, including both me and you, that uh, but he went down to number three, which we'll get to in a minute. But what do you think about this selection by Orlando? And what do you think Paolo Banchero can uh, bring to Orlando? Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty good pick. I think uh, I saw an article that they said he's the most NBA-ready scorer in this draft class, which I see him a, a bit at Duke, and I don't, I, I didn't see anything to negate that, uh, negate that article. So I think it's a good pick. I think, uh, I think he's gonna fit in well with the young team, as most of their stars are young. I think this, this could really be the beginning of, um. A, a great uh, franchise and a good uh, – they could be w- real good in the uh, playoffs in the next couple of years if uh, Orlando continues to do good in developing their young stars, such as Franz, Franz Wagner, um, Jalen Suggs, and now uh, Paul Ventura. I think they I think they, they'll all fit well together if they mm-hmm. uh, can reach their potentials in the NBA. And when you with the number one pick, I think he was a pretty safe option. I think uh, Jabari Smith probably Jabari Smith or whatever. I think he probably had a bigger upside, but I think Paulo is a uh, a very safe safe bet, and I like the pick. Okay, okay. Uh, I think Paulo, like uh, Christian said, I like I really liked what you said. Paulo Benchiro is the most ready score, uh, most NBA ready scorer. In uh, the game today, so very, uh, very impressive um, by Paulo, and he led Duke to a Final Four. Very impressive, very hard to do as a freshman, especially. And I think uh, 
he can bring and uh, I think he'll fit well with uh, Jalen Suggs and like Franz Franz Wagner, like you said, and uh, just developing. I mean, Orlando they're in rebuilding mode, like we just mentioned, because Steve Clifford used to be there, and um, they're in rebuilding mode right now. So they let go of Clifford, and now they're bringing in all these young talent. Like they brought in Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner last year. Now they're bringing in Paolo Banchero. I think um, this is a very young team right now, and I think they're just. Uh, I think I think that it's just everything to go up uh, from now for Orlando. I think they're and Cole Anthony, who they also who they got two years ago. Uh, there's just a lot of developing and everything like that. So I think in a couple of years, I think Orlando could be a really um, one of the big contenders in the East. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what I was saying too. Okay, right, number two. Uh, the second pick, the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga. And uh, as far as this pick, this is where most people had him slotted in their mock drafts. Uh, sort of fits. I did not. I know Fitz wants to make a big deal that he won. So I'll give him his credit. Fitz, thank you. Thank, thank you. I was wrong. Uh, yeah, but it's not like I was. It never happened. I, I didn't do a Charles Barkley guarantee on it, so I wasn't like hundred percent confident. But neither I... did I. Okay. Um, Chad Ungren, yeah, uh, pretty good defender. I think we'll have to see how he does. Like, as far as like rebounding and staying healthy throughout his career, because he has such a small frame. But uh, I think the NBA is really starting to like. Um. For good reason, too. Uh, these bigs that can push the pace, who can dribble it up. And we saw the clips of Chet versus uh, Curry at his camp a few years ago. And we could definitely see even then that he's a he's a big that can take it up the floor. And now mm-hmm. I think that's why he's picked number two, even though J- Jabari Smith was available. They wanted yep. a, a big that could push the pace, such as uh, Jokic. What he does, mm-hmm. he often takes it up. Um, and I'm sure he, uh, Chet's probably a bit faster than, but yeah, uh, but Jokic's passing is a lot better, and he can dunk too. Yeah, I'm sure Chet will work on his passing. I think mm-hmm. if he could be a, a reliable three point shooter, that'd be very beneficial. And you know, uh, I think it's a very good pick. He's got a lot of upside, and it would ideally it would be best for him to fill out his frame a little bit more. But you know. As long as he stays healthy, I don't think anyone's got a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you said. Um, uh, but first thing that comes to mind about me and Chad Holmgren, first of all, is that he's skinny. And second of all, he's got a ton of length. So like Christian said, good at blocking shots. And he can shoot the ball. And like uh, Christian said, he was at Steph Curry's camp a couple years ago. And um, like a big man with that kind of length and shooting the ball, lights out. Um and I and I say that because, like, you look at a lot of big men. A lot of big men have been starting to shoot the three ball. Brooke Lopez, for example. Christian will probably rip on me a little bit, but I don't care. But, like, a, a lot of the, the bigs, they're in the post, but they're also starting to shoot the three if they need to. And that's a good skill to have. Those are good skills to have if you're a basketball player. Be well-rounded, not just be good in one position. You're like, oh, I'm going to shoot her. I can't, I can't play defense, but I, and I can't dribble. And I can't pass. Like, okay, I'm only going to give you the ball and the catch. Be be well-rounded. And that's what Chet Holmgren is. He's long. First and foremost, he's really, really long. His wingspan is like a like a falcon. And um, and he's got the – Ka-ka, ka-ka. Ka-ka, ka-ka. 
and but um he's got a wingspan of a falcon. It's just like and that's really good to have, especially like for a bit, and especially since he can shoot the ball. Like uh, we don't see how many people you see with that kind of wingspan being able to shoot the ball. Zero. Zero. Big O. Um, but like being able to shoot the ball with that much length, that's a huge that's a huge skill to have, in my opinion. So all right. Um with the third pick in the uh, draft, the Houston Rockets selected Jabari Smith Jr. of the University of Auburn. Um, both me and Christian had Jabari going number one. And I, like uh, Christian said, uh, Jabari Smith has a ton of upside. Uh, I think he has the most upside of anybody in this draft. He's the most, um, like Paolo Benchiro is the most NBA ready. Jabari Smith is right after him, but not too far behind. Uh, he led Auburn all the way to the Sweet 16 this year. And, um, yeah, just uh, very – and Jabari Smith is also – he's, like, I think besides um, besides Jaden Ivey, I think he's the most athletic uh, per, uh, player in the draft. Uh, he's the most athletic big in the draft, that's for sure. Like, Chet Holmgren is long. Paolo Benchiro is the most ready – um, most ready NBA player, but uh, Jabari Smith is an incredible athlete. Like the dunks he does and everything, like it's just, uh, um, it's crazy and everything. Like he's the most, like he's the most big, like the best big athletic in this draft. Um, most uh, most athletic big in this draft. Uh, apologize, uh, Christian. Um, why do you first of first of all, why do you think Jabari Smith dropped all the way to number three and people had him going number one? And secondly, what do you and now since he dropped all the way to number three? What do you think he can bring to a, a Houston Rockets team who's been 37 and 117 in the last two seasons? Yeah, I think he dropped because, like we said, he he's more of an upside pick. So when you're the team that's picking him is betting on his like future and like they think he can like elevate his game throughout his career and like um, he's a work in progress, like a lot of these top picks and and obviously no. No pick is a state is like a guarantee pick in this draft and any draft, I mean. And Jabari's coming off his freshman year, as are the top three uh players, top three players picked. Um, but I think that it just came down to the uh magic. Uh they just they wanted to make they felt most comfortable at taking Paulo number one because they just felt that uh, they liked what they saw, obviously, from him more than Jabari, and they they thought it was they wanted they thought he was uh, a less risky of a pick to make, and because you hear all the horror stories of the busts, the number yeah. one busts, and obviously Anthony Bennett, Greg Oden. Yep, obviously they didn't they didn't want to be a part of that, um, but I don't think Jabari's going to be a bust either. Not not to say anything against him, um. So that's that. And then for how he can help the Rockets, I definitely think he's going to be a good um, fill-in for as they lost Christian Wood. So he's going to take over, I think. Uh, he's going to be a good piece as the Rockets start to rebuild as well. They got uh, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. Hopefully they, they might re-sign Kevin Porter Jr. We'll see how that goes. So mm-hmm. they're building, as, we're, as, we, as we've seen, a common trend in the rebuilding teams. They got a, 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 a lots of young talent that they're gonna try to um, 
develop. These teams need mm-hmm. to develop. That's part. That's not just like when these teams are drafting. It's not just like let's say for the bus. It's not always just the players' fault. It's also the teams because they didn't develop enough. So if the Rockets want to get the most out of Jabari, they need to develop him and get the most out of him. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I think they're just a couple pieces away. From uh, being a playoff caliber team, I think they probably need uh, a veteran, a good veteran. But other than that, I think uh, they're starting yeah. to be a real solid squad now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with that. Uh, I like what you're saying about Jabari Smith. They are um, being able to bring a lot to Houston. Um, you're up with uh, yeah. number Fourth four. Fourth pick, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. He's like a common trend we've seen in this draft and in recent years, he's another big that can shoot and that's proven really valuable to the NBA as he's the fourth pick. And I think uh, the reason why he was picked over Jaden Ivey is like, as we talked about in the podcast a couple of days ago, uh, Jaden Ivey said he didn't really want to be with the Kings. So that's probably why they picked. Their- and he never, he never worked out with them. Yeah. And he, and he said he, he really dodged the questions about the Kings. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they missed the playoffs. For because they're literally the worst team at developing young stars. They literally drafted, they drafted like one guy, good guy in recent years. That's um, what's his name? Tyrese Halliburton, and then Tyrese they traded Halliburton him to Indiana. They traded him away. So they traded him to Indiana. Like, okay, a very interesting team. I mean, like, I mean the the Kings. They kind of, um, it kind of reminds me of Jerry Krause after Michael Jordan. Um, just like, just like building this, make, drafting good players after they leave you. Yeah. It's just like, like, what's the point of it? Yep. So. Okay. Um, fifth pick fits. Uh, with the fifth pick, the, the, the Detroit Pistons selected Jaden Ivey that we were just talking about out of Purdue University. Um. Jaden Ivey, like, um, besides, um, he is, I know I said Jabari Smith's the most athletic big, but Jaden Ivey is the, mo- is the best athlete overall in this draft, in my opinion, because um, he has, he can, you can shoot the ball, you can drive it in, excuse me, excuse me, um, you can drive, you can drive it in, you can shoot it, you can really shoot the ball. And he's just – I think he's just a good overall athlete. Uh, Christian, um, we know Jaden Ivey said and he dodged questions about the Kings, and he never worked out with them. What do you think Jaden Ivey now can bring to Detroit since he's, he might um, – he's not playing for the Kings and he might be in a place he wants to be and he's not going to be like a James Harden. How do you think um, – what do you think Jaden Ivey can bring to Detroit? Um. I think he, yeah, he's he's obviously the best point guard in this draft. So Detroit was obviously wanted a a good point guard to help their team. Um, wait, they already have Cade Cunningham. I guess is Cade Cunningham a point guard? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, but um, he could be Cade could be turned into a shooting guard if he needed. Yeah, I'm to. sure Cade would play shooting guard in. Uh, um. Jaden Ivey probably be point guard or vice versa. I don't know, but he 
Yeah, he his athleticism kind of reminds me of John Morant, so I think that'd be they want that type of player out of him. They're gonna try to get that type good that type of player out of them, and I think uh, another young star. I think they're. Detroit's obviously very hopeful like he can be at least an all-star and that put them mm-hmm. in a, a position to uh, build around him. And Kate yeah. uh, Cunningham showed promise in his first year. I think led all rookies and points per game. So uh, Jane Ivey, another good scorer, known for scoring. And now I guess in the next couple of drafts, Detroit's going to focus on bigs. Yeah, and they're also yeah. Um, I would agree with you on that, just because like they selected Kane Cunningham last year as number one, and uh, they just selected Jaden Ivey. I think that yeah, I think that's a good idea to focus on bigs. Um, and yeah, he's a he's a great athlete and a great shooter. Um, Christian number six. Number six, Benedict Mathrin for the Pacers. Um. I do not know. I did not do my homework on uh, Benedict Matherin. So neither did I. Okay. Where's Connor Cook when you need him? <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me read up on him. Is it okay? So this is it. The Pacers selected Benedict Matherin, an intriguing swingman with, uh, I think it's a. I think it meant wingman. Yeah, probably he plays he plays on the wing with athleticism and shot shooting ability, obviously because that's what all the bigs are now. A days who was impactful on both ends, so I guess he's a good defender as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's what the Pacers are hopefully going to get out of him: a good defender and a good offender offense who can spread the floor because those bigs very valuable, very valuable if they can spread the floor and shoot because. Oh my yeah, god! The guards that can drive—it's it, it, really hard for the defenders to feel good about helping too much because then they know, like, even if it's a big, they can still shoot. So if you get if you get a big that can shoot and can play and can play defense and can play in the post, that's like a well-rounded player. Yeah, like that's rock solid. Okay, you're up, number six. Um. Number seven, uh, with the seventh pick, the Portland Trailblazers selected Shaden Sharp from the University of Kentucky, who did not play a damn game in a Kentucky jersey. Um, they basically I think, picked a high schooler. Exactly. Um, I think this is this is one of the most surprising. This is definitely the most surprising pick we've had in years, Christian. I would, uh, you got to agree with me on this. But um, it just showed highlights from a tournament in Phoenix. That's it. Like, you know how they show college highlights? It just showed highlights of a tournament in Phoenix. Well, it like, probably had a good workout, I guess. <laughs> it was like a scrimmage. I know. It wasn't even – It was with the team. Yeah, like, yeah, but, what, but what the, the highlights showed, it seems very athletic and uh, can spread the floor and he can shoot. And he can play defense. Yeah. Um, but most of all, like, he was just throwing down these dunks and everything. They said he and has So he seems very athletic. Potential. So that's yeah, why ma- I picked him. He has massive uh-huh, potential. Massive, pot- massive potential, but he hasn't played a game. Take a chance on him. Bu- I mean, the Bucks took a chance on the honest side of the coup, but I'd say that pick is more bolding than this one. No, it's not. The Bucks How? picked him late. He wasn't a first-round pick. Yeah, he was. Wait, he was? He's number 15. Oh, okay. Watch his movie! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
What do you what do you think? Uh, because uh, you just said he has a ton of upside. You just said he has a ton of. So that's what the thing yeah. Said. Um, what do you think he can bring to Portland and uh, bring alongside Damian Lillard? Because uh, he's gonna be a replacement for uh, CJ. CJ, he's a guard. That's what they need, or good replacement. And they just added Jeremy Grant. Yep. So they're building a, a nice squad around Damian Lillard. Hopefully, Shaden. If they want to win now, Shaden's got to play probably All Star level. But uh, we'll see how we how it goes. And mm-hmm. let's just say if he's a bust, if I was Damian Lillard, I would not be too happy and I'd leave. Yeah. Because this is like, if you're if you're uh, the Trailblazers, this is a seven's a pretty high pick, and if you blow this, that's just that's just terrible. Yep. 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 All right, Christian, okay. number, number eight. eight. The New Orleans Pelicans select Dyson Daniels. This guy is from the I believe the G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like everybody's coming from the G League Ignite. Yeah, it's a, it seems like a, a pretty reliable uh, option for these young high schoolers who don't want to go in college. Um, and I feel, I think I saw I read up on him. They said he's the best defender, like the best wing defender or guard defender, or whatever, in this draft. Um, and this is definitely gonna be a replacement for Drew Holiday, who like they're. He was a, such a good defender for them before he went to the Bucks, as, as we all know. And won a championship. Yep. And so if he could uh, fill in those shoes a little bit, at least on the defensive end, I think they'd be very happy. Um, yeah. Who's the point I think he could shoot. He could shoot the ball too. I know. Who's the? But obviously, he's known for his defense. Uh-huh. Um. Who's Who's point, point card for New Orleans? Yeah. Oh, it's not CJ. I think it's your guy, Devontae Graham. Really? Okay. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if he'd play point guard, but... We'll see. He's got a ton to prove. Guards are one, obviously one of, one of the most valuable assets in this league. So, if he could um, prove to be a good scorer, that's exactly what they, New Orleans needs. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian, take number nine. I'll take number ten. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um, Jeremy Soch- Oh my god you put me in a spot I have no clue <laughs> All I see is a clown with white hair So I'm guessing but oh, I, I joke with my friends I'm like welcome to the circus Okay He 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 has what I'm guessing he's a bust Okay number 10 <laughs> Um but I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a good shooter. Scott, Scott Drew was uh, talking a lot about his shooting. Shooters. Not everyone can be a good shooter. Okay, now we got um, from the man, uh, the Wizards, uh, the the myth uh, from Wisconsin, Mister Johnny Davis, um, all American. Okay. He's originally from La Crosse, Wisconsin, on the border of uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, but that's not important. Uh, Johnny Davis, he brings, uh, he's a uh, he was a he had a very good year at Wisconsin last year. Uh, freshman year was kind of quiet. Sophomore year really came out and uh, in that Maui tournament uh, really showed showed himself what kind of potential he has. And uh, he's a very uh, good. Sh- um, he's a good driver, a good attacker to the basket, um, good attacker, and uh, you can you can shoot the ball when he needs to. Not doesn't like doesn't really shoot the ball. But if he has to, he's a good shooter uh, for that. 
and um, just a good, uh, just a good all around athlete and a good person. A good person? How do you know that? Yeah, because he seems like a nice person. Vince, you're the type of person that probably say that in coming out of college, Deshaun Watson was a good person. <laughs> just because he seems nice on the football field. Uh, no, he's not. It's not because of that. It's not because of that. It's just because he seems like a nice person. Like, what is he taking the fans? Like all all basketball players. He helps the community. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do that. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I told you this earlier, but uh, he kind of reminds me of Paul George. So we'll see if he can fill those shoes. Yep. Hope. Yeah. yeah no, uh, I, I would take a Paul George, except yep. maybe not as maybe not as high maintenance, but. I'll take a ball, George. Uh, uh, what? Not high maintenance. What? Well, <laughs> George is a superstar. He's not All right, moving on. Moving on. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. Now we're gonna go to our teams. Yep. So with the Clippers, with the forty-third overall pick, the Los Angeles Clippers select Mousa Diabetes. Um. This guy hopefully can be a Robert Williams type player for us he's known for his defense he's been able to guard multiple positions uh his shot blocking is one of his best attributes along with him his rebounding which would be very beneficial if we could get some good defensive op- op- rebound from him he's not a big shooter like a lot of the forwards and centers in this draft but uh maybe he can work on that like even Fitz said that uh Brooke Lopez didn't really shoot threes for like eight years. And then all of a sudden now he's such a good, he's done a lot of for three point shooting. Um, but obviously he, he's, he's good at the, on the glass, good at dunks, good for alley oops. If we can get our oop game going, that would be very good for him, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, it would be a good piece for his defense, hopefully, is what we're looking for him. We're looking for his defense. And we're also looking for his uh, rebounding. So hopefully we can do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I um, I never heard of him, but like seeing from the highlights, it seems like he yeah. has uh, some good upside. He's from Michigan. Yeah, another another punk. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, he's from Michigan. Um, but now uh, with I think yeah um. I think you guys got another Robert Williams. So, congrats on that. But uh, with the 24th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the 2021 NBA champions. Whatever. Um, uh, We don't have a lot of time, so I'll make this quick. Uh, They selected Marjan Bochamp from the NBA G League Ignite. Seems like a lot of people are coming from there. But uh, Marjan had a pretty good year. He averaged 15.1 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 1.6 assists. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad for a G League player. How young is he? Bochamp seems uh, seemed young. I believe maybe maybe 20. Maybe 20 years old. I'll look at it. I'll look it up. No. no, Marjan Bochamp is... Marjan Bochamp is uh, he's 21. He's 21. Well, that's a bit older. Uh, I mean, it's a bit older for, uh, older for the NBA G League. You see Jalen Green came out at like 19 years old. Yeah. 
So like Jaden um, Hardy, who was also drafted in this draft, he's nineteen as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but I think he's nineteen. Mm-hmm. I think with Marshawn Bochamp, we get a. Oh, excuse me. Uh, with Marjan Bochamp, I think we get a good shooter and a good uh, facilitator and passer. Uh, it, it seems like the Bucks were really excited about uh, him and everything. I, I think he's a better shooter, though, than a passer. Um, he's good. I think he's a good uh, rebounder and a good uh, shooter. And he's a guard, which we need. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited about this pick So uh, for the Bucks. Uh, Christian, you have anything to add on? Um. Yeah. Hopefully, he can help the team with three pointing, three point yeah. shooting. That's obviously what they lacked in the playoffs. It's, and it's lost to Chris Middleton. What do you mean so, he's still there? I know, but like he was out a lot of the playoffs last year. Okay. Like, that was the lo- that was a loss of like shooting and everything. Yeah. So all right, Holiday's uh, not that good at shooting either. Well, okay. I mean, he, he's a good, he's a decent shooter. He's okay. He's not the best. He can shoot it when. He absolutely has to. That's my point. All right. Well, Christian, you got anything else? No. Nope. Right, much. Um, we'll uh, we'll probably we'll do a lot more uh, podcasts more frequently because it's summertime and uh, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. I'm Christian. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.